Hello and welcome to the Real Life Sports Show. This podcast is for sports fans and people playing sport. Anyone interested in sport, basically, whether that's watching it, playing it or competing at any level. My name is Sam Adams. I'm known as the Real Life Coach. I'm a business owner and a life coach who works with sports professionals, whether that's athletes, coaches and people in and around the sporting industry. And I help those people live more expansively, authentically, so that they can enhance their performance, whether that's playing their game or living their real life. My background is business, really. I've been in business for over 20 years in property, and I've mentored in that industry and coached. And that led me into life coaching. And then that led me into working with people in sport. Basically, because I'm passionate about sport. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the topics in sport. We're going to talk about the real life behind the scenes, what it takes to be a professional athlete. We're going to have the latest news. We're going to have some discussions. I'm also going to share with you my experiences of coaching elite athletes. We will have some amazing guests and they will be talking about the glamour and the glory, the medals, the achievements, the titles. But we'll also go behind the scenes to find out what it really takes, the grit and the grind what it takes to excel as an elite athlete for yourself the listener what i promise you is that you're going to get some great takeaways and insight from these podcast episodes whether you're looking to achieve or improve your mindset it'll help you with your personal development and it will give you that extra bit of insight and what it takes to be a high achiever also i'd love for you to do me a big favor when you get to the end of this episode or any episode is leave a review. Leave me a five-star review and I will be eternally grateful. So here we go, the Real Life Sports Show. I challenge you there, Kevin, to give yeah. it a go. Because one of the things I did in my group was, um, you know, I challenge them to, I call it idle time. Mm. Uh, and it is basically do nothing. But when I say do nothing, I mean no phone, no TV, no tech, nothing. Mm. Just for 20 minutes a day. And that could be you're out on a walk. Yeah. But you've, you've got nothing else going on in your ears and mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's and that's how we become self-aware and self-awareness is one of the greatest tools and gifts you'll give yourself to be your best self because a lot of people do come to me and go i, I know I, i'm now i'm made for more i know i can be more i want to be a better person mm. okay spend some time on your own yeah well hang on. what do you mean well i do yeah but without any sound, anything, your phone, whatever, get to know yourself, listen to that. You know, we've all got that inner um, dialogue going on. We've all got um, intuition, that inner intelligence, but actually a lot of us don't give ourselves an opportunity for that to come out because mm. we're constantly on the go. We're constantly busy. You know, we, we're on our phones, we're watching TV, we're doing something. We have no time for that quiet, still voice to come through, mm. which is those quiet if you think about it a lot of great ideas are born in the shower when well except for you because you got music on (laughs) but a lot of people you know you're in the shower there's nothing else going on you're just cleaning yourself Mm. and you'll have a brainwave yeah because you've given that quiet still voice the opportunity to come through space yeah yeah exactly so you know and so like now when i run i i not all of the way, like I run 6K the other day, I run 6K with music and 6K back without it. Um, and so the, uh, the mm. bit coming back, I had nothing just to get to know myself and, and yeah. self-awareness about, you know, 
some people don't even want to go there because it's like, I don't, I don't really want to know how I tick. Mm -hmm. um, but it's one of the best things you can do for yourself, I promise you. Um, you know, what you like, what you don't like, evaluating how you show up in the world and yeah. reflecting on your behaviour. It's, yeah, like yeah. just being freaking honest with yourself and who you are. It's a beautiful thing, but... Exactly. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what I mean, like, in, in terms of going into this time, because I've always, I, I, I suppose that's like, it's the same situation as as the um noise in your ears all the time like my my life has been am i getting claps basically yeah. since as a little kid are people clapping me if they are everything's great if they're not everything's bad like that's been my life until now they used to call me um on, on one of the tours that i did uh, one of my mates labeled me tinkerbell <laughs> after hook you know the film hook yeah um and julia roberts is tinkerbell and you have to when she's dying you have to clap to keep her alive <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so they call me tinkerbell because i'd literally be like I'd, one night i'd have a really good show but like the audience has gone nuts and we've got like four standing ovations at the end yeah <sighs> like this and i come off like oh we have the best job in the world. I love this. I love what I do. What a great night. Everything's brilliant. The next night, the, this actually happened. Like the, we got four stand ovations that night. The next night we went out and we did another great show and we got three standing ovations and I wanted to give up dancing. Oh my God. Because the night before we had yeah. four and this night we only got three. So my ridiculous brain went, I've, I've lost it rubbish I've, I've, I've obviously wasn't as good as I was last night I'm obviously losing it I'm, I'm obviously past my best I don't want to do this anymore and, and I felt worthless I got three standing ovations and I felt worthless yeah and it, it's like that and and I think just in this last year has been my period of taking the uh, taking the earphones out for the last 6k yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and going okay without all of that without the audiences, without being on TV, without, you know, just mm. sat at home. Am I all right? Yeah. And it's like, I've finally gone, yeah, I think I'm all right. I think I'm all, I'm, I'm all right without it, so. Exactly, and it's, it's, yeah, it's like, you're enough without all of that, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I've said, you know, yeah, of course, I, you know, I want to, to impact and feel that, you know, yeah, I inspire people, but I, I know that, you know, Right now in this moment, I always say today's a non-refundable day. It's saying that I say a lot. And in this moment, am I happy? Do I feel good? Am I a good person? Am I showing up as me? To you know, to mm. you know, two keys to success for me is do I show up in the real world as myself every day? And and the other thing I always say is my week, my way, that I get to choose. That basically means, you know, I'm a good person in this moment, I feel good, I know that I'm a kind, decent human being, you know, mm. and I'm enough. I'm enough yeah. and, a, and a lot of people don't get an opportunity to especially in sports and celebrities um you know it depends where the celebrities come from but in a lot of the sport where you've done it from a very young age and that's all they know there hasn't been that opportunity to do that work mm. and know who they really are outside of being a footballer or a cricketer or a rugby player mm. uh, and that's when like I said before when things come to an end through in injury or end of career it's like well who the fuck am I Mm. and then yeah. you 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 know you can go sadly there's more divorces after career you know in sports there's more yeah. bankruptcies um depression alcoholism addiction 
statistics are terrible after um, their, the career ends. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm passionate about what I do, because I think that if you did that work along the way, then whether you were having an injury that ends your career or, you know, you naturally come to the end of your career, you're more prepared for that. You know who you are. Mm. You know that this isn't, your sport isn't life. It's just a part of life. Just like yeah. dancing for you. Mm. You know, you, you know, there's a big, there is a big conversation about identity for people like yourselves and you, you're seen mm. as, as Kevin the dancer or, mm. you know, Marcus the footballer, you know, but who mm. are you outside of that? Right. Uh, and that's that's the piece of work that a lot of, that gets missing especially when you've done something as a child and this is all you know and all you've ever known mm. um i, I want to ask you like a great conversation by the way i probably talked to you that's for really hours um <laughs> but mm. i want to talk to you about obviously all that competition that you did until your 20s mm. what you know because this show we do you know we talk about what goes on to be that athlete to be that you know you like you said you had to you know, you had to train like an athlete. What was that like for you? What was the blood, sweat and tears to, to show up on the dance floor and compete like? Um, I mean, a lot of just maintaining fitness and stat stamina levels. Um, so we, we'd be given sort of programs that we had to do just in terms of training. Mm. Um, a lot of, as, as I got into my twenties, there was a lot more talk of, 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 about diet. I don't think it was necessarily great actually the the uh, whatever nutritional advice i was being given a lot of the time it was like just don't eat apart from these protein powders <laughs> you know like that sort of thing. Um, um so there was a lot of you know don't eat that don't eat that don't eat that um did you find it easy the diet side of things no no not at all no. not at all hated it um and just uh, to be honest a lot of it was you're traveling around from, from competition to competition all over the world, which is sort of exciting. Mm. Um, but at the same time, following on from the conversation we just had really, is that there's this weird pressure to be seen in a certain way all the time, because you're, you're all the time interacting with people who are gonna be judging these big competitions. So yeah. you wanna be seen like, you wanna be seen in a good light in a way. And, and you'd be having, guest lessons with teachers so you had to play a bit of a political game right like you'd be having guest lessons with certain teachers because they might be judging you at the big at the german open or at blackpool or you know whatever mm. um and you want to go in and have that lesson and make a good impression so you sort of always have to be on your best behavior yeah. all the time in front of everyone so it's like maintaining this maintaining this personality of someone that everybody likes and yeah. who we can have as our champion, you know, like you, you had to be that, give off the air of, a, of yeah. a champion all the time. And then it's just a lot of hours of practice, really, just a lot of hours of, I used to love practicing amongst other couples. So there'd be like practice nights at studios where loads of competitors would be there and they'd play music and you just dance. And there was always a good energy about those nights, just sweaty, dance studios um but when you it the hard ones are the ones that are just like it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you're doing a samba like no one wants to do a samba at 10 o'clock in the morning like it's such an evening thing to do <laughs> like but you're practicing samba with your dance partner and you know 
you there's ego involved and you end up, a lot of couples end up arguing with each other on you know because like if me and you are dancing together and then you know I say to you no no it just doesn't feel right going into this bit and then you say to me what well, well it's because you're not leading me properly mm. on that bit if, if you want me to do this you need to lead me like this well now you're telling me how I've got to lead and and I don't like that because it hurts my <laughs> ego because I've got to, you know and all of that and you just end up fighting about mechanics yeah. of, of your dancing which is tedious and and and, and just and practicing those you know the, the technical bits like we call them rumba walks they're those sort of latin walks where you're walking on straight legs up yeah. and down the room and that's the thing that you do the most it's like the basic thing that you right i want you to practice rumba walks for an hour like, it's boring <laughs> yeah it's so boring um <laughs> or, or you know or the worst then your teacher would say now a stamina practice now i'm going to play a <clears throat> um, a jive and I want you, it's going to be six minutes long and I'll, you've got to keep kicking for six minutes yeah. of this drive. And it's just, it feels horrible. Mm. And then, right, do it again. And for the competition, you'd have to do five dances in the final, you know, in the semi and in the final without heats, you know, heat one, do this and heat two, do that. In the semi and final, it's everyone's on the floor, five dances. So they'd do stamina tests of like, you've got to be able to do five dances in a row without getting tired. So you do those tests and it, that's tiring and yeah there's just a lot of tiring stuff and um and tedious boring arguing with your partner stuff <laughs> so <laughs> learning to communicate is difficult yeah I can imagine that, you know even and strictly you know well I mean maybe not so much with with your celebrity partner because clearly most of them don't really understand it, understand the technicalities or know how to dance, but you have a lot of, there's a lot of professional dances that, that um, happen. Do you, do, do, were there conflict in those or not so much in, in Strictly? On Strictly, um, with, you mean the pros with each other? Yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, to be honest, in, in, the, in the group numbers on Strictly, I, I think there's, there's a real feeling of, the end goal is we want to make this show really good. Mm. Um, if I'm honest, when I first joined, the, the, there was a couple of them that, that had sort of been there a few years that were probably on their last year or two, that they could be a bit angsty in the room and didn't like it, especially if like I was younger, the likes of me and Ali Ash coming in, you know, like if we were getting put in the front. <laughs> Yeah, if us young whippersnappers were getting put at the front or something, or you know, like egos, get a bit attached. Yeah, a couple of egos in there, but then they left, and then it got, it sort of quietened down. And um, on, I think now there's probably it's probably the best sort of group more more than ever, where everyone's just working for the best result they can for the show. It's very much a team. Yeah. Um, which is good. Yeah. Ultimately, for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was the toughest bit about competition then? You know, because obviously, like you know, eventually you did give up. But what 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 did you find hardest about you know competing? Um, probably. Well, <laughs> I don't know whether it was just me being Larry or what, but like I just I felt like I had to have a lot of dance lessons with a lot of people that were telling me how I needed to dance, and some of the time I would feel that actually they weren't really teaching me much. Like I, I would feel that like, 
that I was probably having lessons with them because I was told to, because right. they might be judging me at some point. Uh, I had to make sure I was in with the right people and make sure yeah. I was showing myself, you know, to all the right people all the time. And um, did you feel and, that though? Because did you feel that, you know, obviously you spoke about that bit a little bit before, obviously talking hmm. about, you know, always being on show and on your best behavior. And, and you know, when you were talking about that before, I've talked about this with um, a couple of footballers, like, you know, you go to a new club and um, yeah, hopefully you're going to bond with your teammates, but equally there is always going to be a couple of other players that are mm. in the same position as you. So they might give you the cold shoulder because you're now here and compete for the same position as them. Mm. And then the, the other pressure that you feel is that if you're struggling with you know your mindset your mental health or you're just a bit down or whatever they don't feel able to share it because mm -hmm. in front of their coach and their managers and all of that they feel like they they can't show that they've got a you know an issue because ultimately they decide their destiny yeah mm -hmm. and it sounds a bit like that with, with you know a sim sim similarity with you yeah um, you don't want to show any weakness. You don't want to show any vulnerability. You know, you want to show that you're on your way to becoming the champion and you're the one to back and that you're strong. And that, and also with your partner, I guess, like unless you've got a relationship with your dance partner that's very trusting, like, you know, I, you have a few different partners in your com competitive career until you find like that partner that you sort of end, end with. But... You know, sometimes you're just arguing and arguing and then there's always that, you know, if it gets too bad, that partner could go elsewhere and find a different partner. Yeah. And so you don't want that dance partner to think that you're sort of weak in any way or, or you know, in a way that might hold them back from becoming champions. You know, there's an element of like, oh, God, don't say that, because then they'll feel that they have to deal with you, whereas they just want to focus on winning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that there's there's that, that that comes into it. And, and like I say, the egos come in when you're arguing about, you know, when I'm saying you're doing it wrong and you're saying I'm doing it wrong, ultimately it's difficult to back down. <laughs> like you just, you wanna be proved right because if you're wrong all the time, then like if, if you're wrong all the time on it and they're right, then that does that mean that they're a better dancer than you and they should probably get a new partner? <laughs> like it's just odd. You just spend so many days like in pure daylight on your own in an empty, sort of non-inspiring dance studio, arguing with your dance partner about the finer details of a samba. Yeah. It's tedious. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, yeah, a hell of a amount of pressure. Look, I've got loads of questions, Kevin. I'm very conscious of time. And I feel like I should ask some of um, other people's questions rather than my own. <laughs> Do you need to check your... Uh, no, no, I'm fine. I just got a missed call. Okay, cool. Um, I'm sure you probably get hundreds of calls. Um, let me just see if I can find these questions. I had them all lined up and now I can't find it. It's typical, isn't it? <laughs> I've all lined up on my phone. Ah, here we go. I'm not, I won't ask too many, um, but I feel like I should. And some of them are stupid. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Emma asks, um, I'd love to know any tips on remembering to count steps. I had dance classes for six months and I had a nightmare counting. Um, uh, yeah, I guess, is it all that one, two, three in your head and all of that, you know, do you do all of that? Yeah, so, yeah, so what I used to do with my um, celeb partners on Strictly, if they couldn't remember sort of the order or the, like the counts of what they're supposed to do, and if you're counting like 
five, six, and seven, and eight, and because and the steps go back, 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 you know, like that. They don't know what you're talking about in terms of, I remember trying to describe the, um, the breakdown of the beats of, of the rhythm in samba, of, of how they work, work like yeah. three quarter, quarter one, three quarter, quarter one, that's the birds of, and, and Stacey just being like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but, but like what I, what I found I could do sometimes is just give it, give it a sentence. Um, so I used to, what was the one with Susan? We had a really funny one with Susan Kalman. It was like, um, uh, it was. It probably wasn't this, but it was something like, and, and needed a. She couldn't quite get the rhythm of the counts yeah. of this thing in the cha cha, and we ended up going. Um, Susan Kalman is an awesome dancer, <laughs> and then it needed to go like it needed to go da 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 yeah. da 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 da, and so it was like Susan Kalman is an awesome dancer. Kevin Clifton is a. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> Susan would just insert whatever word she wanted at the end of that, Brilliant. but she would have fun with it, and she'd like call call me a different stupid name. At the end of <laughs> but then she'd remember it because it'd be like Susan Kalman is an awesome dancer. Brilliant. Kevin Clifton is a, you know, whatever. <laughs> there you go, Emma. If you're listening, <laughs> there's your answer. Uh, my beautiful friend Carrie said, "Oh my God, I love Kevin and Stacey." In brackets, she's put so. <laughs> You. Um, please give him a big kiss. So I've done that for you. Uh, done that for you, Carrie. She's one of my good friends. I had to do that. Uh, Michaela asked, what mindset tools do you implement during training when you're not feeling it? I think that was a great question. What What was the first part? What, what mindset tools do mindset. you, or did you, I guess, um, or maybe you probably still do because you're obviously still doing your shows and stuff. Well, not this year, but um, yeah. Uh, do you implement during training when you're not feeling it? Because I guess like everything, we, you know, we don't always turn up and feel super motivated. Mm. Um, the thing, the thing is, I, I think sometimes we romanticize like I'm a harder worker than anyone else. I'm just going to keep doing all these hours. And sometimes we don't work properly. We just do more, t put, do more hours. We just mm. do more time on it, but we're not actually working efficiently and sometimes I think it's it's okay to take a break you know it, it's okay to say like I'm just not gonna like today I'm not gonna do it but then you put a limit on it like okay today I'm just gonna not do this mm -hmm. but but that means tomorrow I have to yeah like you you, you put that on it and um, because sometimes it um I remember we were having a conversation on Clubhouse about burnout at one point and yeah you're saying like you can feel so burnt out and you feel like you're overwhelmed and you want to quit and sometimes it's you don't need to quit. You just need a two, three days off. Mm. And it's, it's surprising how quickly you can recharge. I think like if you, if you just take a little bit of time off, mm. um, I certainly found that, but, uh, but then sometimes what, what I found, cause of course you don't always feel like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get up and train again tomorrow. Mm. Um, and sometimes you do and, so, and sometimes you don't, but what I've found really helps me now is, um, is writing down the night before your, your plan for the day. Yeah. Because it's, it's a lot easier to let yourself off from something or I'm not feeling it if you're just in that moment. Whereas if you've written it down the night before, this yeah. is my plan for the day, you're so much more likely to do it. I don't know why. There's some no. satisfaction in ticking it and ticking it off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, there is, you know, I always say plan tomorrow today. And yeah. I do that. And in my group, we set intentions for, for the day. And even yeah. for myself, like I'm, I'm, I love being outside, whether I'm riding my bike, running or whatever. 
uh, and it, but some days I don't want to run. So I yeah. always, I always talk about creating the path of, path of least resistance. So plan tomorrow today, mm. and I get my running gear set up the night before. So when yeah, I get up yeah, in the morning, yeah. it's there. It's looking at yeah. me. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, rather yeah. than I've got to get go to the drawer. And I, I know it seems like a small thing, but actually, you're creating yeah. resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I heard a story about someone who apparently like it, it was yoga was their thing that they really wanted to to keep doing first thing in the morning. But, mm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do yoga every morning. And then they just didn't. So they started putting them their yoga mat right next to their bed. So they literally <laughs> rolled out of bed onto their <laughs> yoga mat. <laughs> and it just became like this structure. It was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to it's just there's loads of little hacks like that I'm, I'm, yeah I'm finding. simple little things right it's like i don't run like this morning was my hit session day so before i went to bed last night i work out and because i've got like a kitchen lounge area so yeah. um, i literally behind where i am i've got everything all in one space i just roll out my um workout mat so it's there as soon as i get up in the morning come out come in here sort the dog out it's staring me in the face and it's like i've got to do it yeah 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 <laughs> so exactly. yeah it makes yeah. sense. I did another one um, the other morning because I, I was talking to someone and they were talking about like getting up earlier and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, right, I'm going to try that. I'm just going to like, my problem is like, I always snooze, always hit the snooze button every morning. Yeah. And they was like, no, no, just get out of bed. And I'm like, I find that really difficult just to like, alarm goes off, get out of bed. Mm. And they were like, I've got this, I've got this trick for it. Uh, I went, what? They went, set your alarm on your phone and then put your phone and set a really annoying alarm and put it away from the bed where you yeah. can't reach it. So like yeah. it's the other side of the room or it's in, you know, just outside the door, but it's so annoying that you have to go and turn it off. And the only way you can turn it off is to get out of bed. And once, once you're out of bed, you're out of bed. That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> loads of hacks like yeah, that. Yeah, no, there's like, and, and it does work. Like I don't have a problem getting up. I'm pretty good with that, but I, it's definitely one that I've heard before. Yeah. And it's interesting you saying about creating that that space, you know, sometimes it's okay to have a day off. Hmm. And, um, you know, I used to always say, like, to, to my guys, it's like, yeah, yeah, all right, you can have a duvet day today. I'll even let you have one tomorrow if you wake up yeah. feeling shit tomorrow, but you're not having three. Yeah, None yeah, of you yeah. get three. You're not having three, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Feel sorry for yourself today. We all need a duvet day now and again. Mm. But it's when you let it roll on and on, and, and that's when you have the problem. Because you always in that with, with that sentence of like when you're not feeling it, mm. I feel like mo that's most of the time. If <laughs> if left unstructured, like if you haven't written down a plan, if if you haven't set out, like you say, set out your intentions. Mm. Like after after we finish talking, like if I just have, if I sit and for two seconds go right, my moment right now, what do I want to do? Mm. Do I want to work out or watch wrestling? Well, I want to watch wrestling, <laughs> obviously. No, no one's like, oh my God, I want to work out. Like, well, I mean, some people probably are, but like, just I all do the time. I've got to admit, especially, especially <laughs> like, You always just want it. like, it's always, there's always a nicer option. But yeah. I think if you have a plan for it and, and a structure, even with stuff that you, isn't that difficult, you would think. Cause I, I just set myself one of like, oh, I'm gonna, um, oh, I'd love to do a bit of a, uh, like a writing course because I'm doing more writing at the moment or and I'd love to read more than I do and I'm yeah. like yeah that's what I'm going to do I've got loads of time I'm going to read and then you just don't because this by accident suddenly you're scrolling Instagram for an hour <laughs> and uh, but but then I started writing down the night before okay wake up at this time 
And the first thing we do, make a coffee, go outside and read three chapters. Mm. And that was my first task of the day. Mm. And then that feels like a nice task actually to do. But then I, then I was actually doing it, but I only seem to do it if I write it down. Yeah. Otherwise you're going through the day reacting to everything that's yeah, happening. And, and that's, you make that great point about reacting because, and this is why I talk about it a lot is because, you know, if we got up with no plan, let's be honest, life, you know, push and shoves us around anyway. Yeah, the day takes over you. Exactly. And you get yeah. to like four o'clock, shit, I haven't worked out. I haven't done yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, and the best way to live life, it, well, yeah, is by intention, is by creating yeah. your life. What do you want yeah. in your life? So you have to create the space for it, like, you know, like you're now doing. Like I, I'm the same. I, I have a set morning routine. I bookend my day, morning and evening. And yeah. I get up, I journal, I read and I write. I'm like you, I'm trying to write more as well, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not my strong point, but unless I practice and I do it, I'm yeah. not going to get any better, right? Yeah. So right. I have to sort of schedule it in. And, and, and it does work wonders when you... Um, you know, when you live like that, you know, some people think it's boring or, you know, oh, you know, how is that going to help me? But actually it saves you time. It creates discipline and some great habits. Mm. Um, and when the shit hits the fan, you've got something to fall back on. These routines will help keep you grounded. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for them. And I think one other thing I wanted to pick up with you was when you talked about overwhelm. Mm. Uh, and, and and that happens a lot for a lot of us, obviously, you know, the way we live these days, we, you know, what we've got going on, our ancestors have, would have to deal with, you know, the amount of stuff we deal with in a bloody week, they probably dealt with in a lifetime. I think that that's, I can't remember who says that now, but somebody does say that. Um, so we are consuming a lot of information, work and everything like that. And we, you know, we talk about this thing, overwhelm. Yeah. And the thing with overwhelm, you know, I've got, you know, I learned this from a guy called Michael Neal, is that overwhelm, we think it means we've got too much to do, mm. but it actually isn't. It's too, we're applying too much thought or too much thinking to things. Mm. Overload is when you've got too much to do. Yeah. Overwhelm is when you're attaching too much thinking to things in your life and things that are going on. So yeah. if you are genuinely overwhelmed, it's doing something around your thinking and setting certain things aside if you've got overload where you've just filled your agenda up or you've got an agenda problem, you've got a calendar problem and you need to take some things out. Yeah. Um, mm. And so it comes back to overwhelm, comes back to basically creating space, but creating space in your mind. Yeah. And, and for things that, that you know definitely align with what you're trying to do, what your intention is or what your highest values are. Because yeah. if, like, if, you if you just love watching Netflix, I suppose like, and, and you, and someone goes, you're, you're gonna be watching Netflix like all day, every day for the next five days. You're probably not gonna feel overwhelmed <laughs> like, cause you just love watching, <laughs> you love watching Netflix. <laughs> like if yeah. you love what you're doing, you're not feeling that overwhelmed, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe like it's some kind of, I, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but like maybe it's some, there's some kind of conflict in there in, in your head. Like you're saying, you're, you're thinking about things too much because there's some kind of anxiety attached to it or like you know something else in there that's not aligned with the thing itself I guess like what you're saying about Federer about like he could be overwhelmed if he's overthinking yeah right I've got to make sure that I win Wimbledon and mm -hmm. I've got to look good doing it because of this brand deal that I've got 
and I've got to show up, I've got to show off the logo yeah and I've got to do a good interview afterwards and I've got to you know I've got all these things that actually are not the most important things to him really and his values and beliefs but it's yeah. just he's thinking he's got anxiety anxious thoughts about these things yeah and actually you were saying like Federer he just goes on court to play tennis and he likes doing that so exactly and that over. comes back to that bit I was talking about which I'm always talking about is being the real you being who you really yeah. are yeah and you'll play with much more freedom uh, mm. you'll perform better you'll un unlock your potential and you will uh, I believe you'll 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 be your best that you can be yeah you know? so yeah, yeah. So, mm. this is a great conversation by the way I, I love it I love it <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask another question. Um, Jackie asks, which dance puffs you out the most? Is it the jive? Um, I, I think it would, yeah, it would have to be. The jive's definitely the most energetic. Yeah. And they put it, at, in competitions, they put it at the end. Like, so so you, in a Latin competition, you do cha-cha, samba, rumba, paso doble, jive. Yeah. So at the end of like a grueling competition where you've gone through rounds and rounds and rounds and then you're in the final and you do the five chances, that last jive is like a killer. It's literally just survival. The yeah, the jive is, is a tough one. And, and especially if you're doing it right, like there's ways that you can do a lazier style of jive. But yeah. if you're doing like a, the, a proper energetic jive, it's like, it's a killer. I, I used to, I love used to watch my mum, my mum always, you know, my mum's 84 now, but mm. she's as fit as a flea. Um, and like I said, sadly, my dad passed away, but she always had more energy than him, always fitter. And watching my mum do the jive was amazing. Like she had so much energy. It's unbelievable. Mm. I take my hat. I can't jive for like a minute. I mean, I couldn't, can't really jive very well anyway, but <laughs> I can't badly jive for a minute. You know, even I can <laughs> run and cycle and do all sorts. Jive. No. Yeah, but that's interesting because I, I feel like I could jive for uh, a long time. I like I'm sort of that's I'm good at that. But then um, the other day I went to um, the, the, there's some tennis courts in the park where I live, and and the, my next door neighbour was like, "Do you want to go and play tennis?" I was like, "Yeah, brilliant." And, and neither, neither of us are very good, but <laughs> but we just it was you know we were allowed all of a sudden the restrictions yeah. you know we're allowed to go and play tennis. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. And he's got a couple of rackets and some balls, and we went and played tennis. And I was exhausted. <laughs> like a couple of games in, I was exhausted. Yeah, seemed like, like a good idea, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's I, weird. I loved it, but I was knackered. Last week, my one of my good friends said, and I love tennis. Like tennis is probably the sport I love the most like right. I'll watch it live I'll, yeah. my dad was a great tennis player I, I watch it on the tv I'm a massive Serena Williams fan yeah, um, yeah. I'm shit at playing it though so <laughs> I haven't played for ages and my friend said do you want to come play tennis we can play tennis so this was just this week gone like Monday oh, and I loved it but like you I was absolutely only an hour I was like how yes. do tennis oh, players play tennis for three four hours I've no I idea know whole new level of respect for like yeah. them but just playing you know when it, when it's a five set thriller and <laughs> i'm just yeah. like i don't know how you're still standing up they're incredible athletes so yeah if you want a game kevin maybe me and you should play because sounds like we've got the same kind of ability I don't know, i'm sure you'd batter me i'm like <laughs> honestly <laughs> not honestly not if you saw it you, you'd think yeah i'll give sam a game i might win <laughs> i actually win um Okay, uh, one second. I'm gonna, I don't want to carry on with these questions too much because uh, it's not fair. Uh, what was the best costume you had to wear in Strictly? 
Oh, um, I suppose, <laughs> well, I loved my, uh, on my first year I did um, Paso Doble with Susanna Reed, and they made me this red um, sort of Paso, you know, matador um, suit. And uh, I was doing flamenco on a board at the beginning. I had a microphone going down the trousers to my heels to like do this <laughs> flames around it I just loved it so that um that Paso outfit I've still got that and um and then probably uh like certainly one of the funniest ones is when I did uh Minions with with Stacey yeah I remember do you know why I remember that because I love Minions <laughs> I love the Minions I remember I, like, I fought against it for, for so long because they um my idea for movie week that I pitched to them was let's do Tomb Raider so Stacey can be Lara Croft. Um, you know, it sort of fits with her traveling around the world, being yeah. this sort of fierce, independent woman, you know, brilliant. Yeah. And I wanted to do, because um, the, the latest Tomb Raider film had the song, I'm a survivor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do like a samba or something to that. And she can be Lara Croft. And they were like, okay, I mean, it's not a bad idea. What do you think of Minions? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, why do you always do this to me? Because they know I always end up saying yes. Yeah. Like, some of the others have gone, no, no, I'm not having any of that. Don't dress me up as a cartoon mm. or any of that. I'm, I want to do something cool. And I always end up saying yes. So they, what about Minions? And I was like, no, like, I don't want to do it. And then I asked loads of people. Uh, I said, what do you think, Tomb Raider or Minions? Without giving them any context, just Movie Week, Stacey, Tomb Raider or Minions? And everyone said Minions. Yeah, Minions are great. Everyone was like, definitely do Minions, 100% do Minions. I was like, oh, what? And then I found this really cool um, choreographer who was doing the, the group number for Strictly. And she's like, she's a commercial choreographer called Beth Honan. And she like, she choreographs all of Little Mix's shows and all of that. Like she's, she's brilliant. Like, and um, she's really cool. And I thought if anyone's going to get it, it's going to be Beth. Mm. And I said like, Beth, I really respect your opinion. So I'm going to give you, again, no context, just Stacey Dooley, movie week. And I, I say I have no context. I framed it a little bit. I was like, Minions or Tomb Raider? <laughs> and she went 100% Minions. Oh, brilliant. I was like, oh, my God. And, and I was like, why? And, and she said, because no one watches Strictly to see people take themselves too seriously. This is true. Rule she number went, six. Yeah, she <laughs> went, we all know that Stacey is a fierce, independent, strong woman that travels yeah. around the world. We know she's like a Lara Croft. Yeah. But we've never seen her being a minion. Exactly. Like, we want to see people having fun and be, yeah. being all right with having a laugh at themselves and all of this. And I was like, all right, we'll do minions. And it turned out to be the best decision I've ever made on Strictly because <laughs> everyone enjoyed it. <laughs> and everyone loves the minions. Everyone yeah. Loves the minions. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah. I say a lot is, um, you know, don't ever forget rule number six. And of course, everyone goes, oh, what's rule number six? Rule number six is don't take yourself too seriously. There you go. So if you're ever in a shit situation or, I don't know, <laughs> if Stacey's around and she comes in and she's going, ah, and you go, Stacey, Stacey, don't forget rule number six. Rule number six. <laughs> 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 down. Um, do, you, do you have any regrets about leaving Strictly? I, don't, I think I know the answer, but... Um, no, not really. Um, you know, I, I suppose I'm, I miss the gang a bit, I suppose, you know, it's a, it's a lovely team that work there. Not just the, all the dancers, but all, all the like behind the scenes, like the wardrobe team, the hair and makeup team, the camera and team and props team and 
producers like it's such a nice sort of family atmosphere there so you know it, I miss the gang a little bit um but no I, f- I feel like I left at the right time and I'm, I'm doing other things and I'm, you know I'm doing um a lot of theater well you know once once we once theaters are open again um yeah, yeah so and and like like we said before I'd I'd still like to come back and be a judge. <laughs> Look forward to that day. Well, I'm going to try and wrap up in, in the next few minutes. Um, yeah. I just want you, I guess, what, what's been your highlight in the last, well, you know, pretty much most of your life, because you've been dancing pretty much most of your life. What, what's what standout highlights for you? Um, standout highlights of it, I suppose. When we, when we went to Broadway with Burn the Floor, Oh yeah, I read somewhere before you loved that, didn't you? Yeah, back in 2009, because I just didn't even imagine that that was a possibility. Mm. It was so far beyond. And and we really worked hard for it as a company. We were performing in tiny little theatres here and there. We were performing in like casinos, like a casino in, in Reno, Nevada, to sometimes to about, you know, 11 people. We were, At one point we were doing a contract in a theme park uh, in Bush Gardens in Florida, dancing to, in front of one person because the rule was if one person came in then you had to go on right. and we're doing three three shows a day in this like a you know imagine like a theme park where you can go and get like your burger and fries and there's a bit of a show on yeah um it was like that Jordan, so yeah. yeah so it's this rainy day and this one kid came in not interested just eating his burger and fries and we had to go on and perform but yeah. we would always work really hard and we really sort of believed in ourselves as a show and and it we went to bigger and bigger and bigger and we ended up in San Francisco um in this theater that was like potential springboard to Broadway and then we were told you're going to Broadway and it was and it was supposed to be I think it was supposed to be a seven week run or an eight week run that we that we'd signed to do on on Broadway um and it just kept selling really well and reviews were great and word of mouth was great we stayed there for about eight months wow and um yeah so that was really special and then I suppose I've got lots of special moments with Burn the Floor. I just love performing with Burn the Floor. And then I guess, you know, Strictly as well, really. Like, there's there's a few moments on Strictly. I think the Paso with Susanna Reid, because it, it had taken me a few goes to get on the show, I always felt like I was sort of, like, having to earn my keep. <laughs> you know, like, um, and I felt like that night sort of cemented my place on the show a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think when me and Susan Kalman did a quick step to bring me sunshine. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That was nice. It was just, I had such a lovely time. Like it just felt amazing that night yeah. and she did great. And she was so happy and like, I don't know, it just all sort of came together. And then I suppose dancing with Stace really. And... I'll say it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> winning this, said it. <laughs> as much as I'm all about, you know, dancing as an art and I just want to express myself and entertain it was still nice to win the glitter ball. <laughs> you know, it was a, a really lovely moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, winning, winning with, with, with Stace that night was amazing. And I think doing the Paso with Stace, there was a few moments with Stace. Doing the Paso with Stace because she struggled all week. Mm. It's like she just could not get it. And then finally on the Saturday night, it all came together and she just blitzed it and was amazing. Um, yeah, that was, but there was a, there was a few dances with Stace that I can look at and go like, that was just, yeah, I can't believe you just did that, you know. 
that's incredible. And that's what's so great about the show, isn't it? You know, you hear this a lot. And I hate it coming on here and asking the same typical questions, but, you know, it's bloody hard not to. But, you know, you see this person turn up at the beginning and think, shit, they ain't going to be able to dance for toffee. And they yeah. can't. But by the end of it, it's incredible. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's just pure, it's focused because people are always like, how do they go from doing nothing? They must have all had some training before coming on. Like, and, but they don't. But it's like, it's this weird sort of pure focus training. Because mm -hmm. someone came to me and said like, but, you know, I've been dancing for however many years and I still can't dance like that. And, and I was like, yeah, but how, many, how much do you do? Like a week? Mm -hmm. Me as well, we have a, we go to our dance class on a Thursday, an hour. I was like, so you do an hour every Thursday. So you do an this hour where you're learning something and then you forget about it for the rest of the week. Yeah. You're not focused on it. Yeah. You're not practicing it. You just you do you forget about it for a week and then you do an hour the next week to sort of remember it mm. and consolidate. And you'll work for six weeks on that same bit, an hour a week. I was like, that bit that you've that you've done, we do in the first couple of hours of, the, of our week. And the rest of it is, we're just still going, just focused, focused, training and training and training. It's that total immersion, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, some people yeah. really work really well like that, don't they? Like that's how, I, or learn mm. well like that. You know, mm. I learn well, like I've got my full motorbike license. There is no, no. way I could go for a lesson once a week or whatever. I no. knew I had to go for seven days and just be there every day for seven days. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never have done it otherwise and I've done a lot of things like that in my life because I just know that I learn best like that by total immersion yeah and then it's sort of not only are you training the muscle memory of all the movement but you're also sort of training the muscle memory like of your brain and its routine yeah okay yeah this week this this is how my week goes I'm doing the, I'm practicing this and I'm training this and I'm learning this and it stays in and yeah you know yeah, and, and that massively and, helps you physically as well there's loads of research into that like just thinking about it and you know going through the moves in your head like athletes you know before the race and keep repeating that in your mind has has an impact on the actual event so yeah mm -hmm. there's loads of research around that yeah so like by week eight they're they're learning the routines quicker even if it's a completely new routine and not like something they've done before yeah. it's completely the learning process is completely different to week one yeah they're yeah. just in, in that zone yeah. yeah awesome well apart from stacy obviously um who who is your favorite dancer outside of stacy um in terms of strictly or in terms yeah, of no, strictly uh, that's i i just don't have an answer like it's too hard like, <laughs> like, they, all my partners have been great and 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 you know i've had an amazing time with with all of them and they've all brought something different to mm. To the table. Was it was it hard? Like, and I'm going to pick on Alex Scott because mm. uh, obviously I like my sport, and Alex played football. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to get her on my podcast as well. So, I'm, but I'm going to pick on her because actually you didn't start with her, did you? Um, oh. Because she started with with Neil. Neil. Yeah, and then you you came and took over, and you know you guys did amazing together. What was that? Yeah. How did you find that? Because that is completely different to all of your experiences. Yeah. Well. For me, it was just a case of like, okay, there's someone new. I've got to as quickly as possible find out, you know, sort of how she works, but also how her and Neil work, because it'd be wrong for me to come in and start changing mm. their, her whole process, uh, especially because it's not her comfort zone either. Mm. Um, what, what was brilliant was, first of all, Neil was choreographing it in a way that, because he couldn't perform it, he was like, 
okay, I'm not choreographing for me and her now. I'm choreographing a routine for her and Kevin. So mm. what look, what's going to work well for Kevin as well as her? Yeah. So he, had the, he took that attitude, which was good. But what was really interesting about Alex, and I don't know whether it comes from her, you know, being in sport, mm. um, was that she was very much like, it didn't phase her. Right. It wasn't like a lot of people, I would have totally forgiven her if, if she would have been, oh my God, what's happened? Oh my God, this is all completely different. It feels different dancing with you and, and yeah. you work differently. And oh God, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm embarrassed in front of you and blah, blah, blah. All of that stuff. Like I would have been like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't at all. She was just like, she was so like, okay, this is the situation in front of me. This is the situation I'm dealing with. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, this is, this is the past of the ball that's come to me. This yeah. is, that's, what, that's what I've got to work with. Not trying to control it. She was just like, there's no point in me getting stressed over it. Like, it's going to go how it's going to go. I've just got to, you know, and I was being almost tentative. I was like, do you prefer it if I show you like this? Or, you know, because I don't know if Neil does it in this way. Or would you prefer it if I just chuck all the choreography at you straight away? Or work with you on this bit of technique? And, and she was just like, you're, you're the expert. I'm in your hands. Whatever you say, I'll, I'll just do it. And and she was so calm under pressure. Like she, she, she really was. Like the night that I had to go on at the last minute for Ghostbusters, yeah. that really was last minute that Neil got injured and I did not know the routine. No, I remember that. <laughs> before the show went live. <laughs> like, and I was being taught the routine on the fly and she was going to, and she was so calm under pressure that she was just like, look, it is what it is, you know, and I, I messed it up halfway through the routine and she kept it on the right track. And she was talking, normally it's the pro talking under their breath to the celeb going left foot and five, six, seven, eight. And like, we've become very good ventriloquists. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> she that. She was the one doing that to me. She was like, and left, and now grab the gun and turn on the floor. Like, getting me through the routine and uh, it was so impressive to, to watch her do that she was brilliant really brilliant that's really cool um two questions i promise and then i'll let you go <laughs> you did say that you had no time yeah 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 i'm easy i'm easy i, I bet you're wishing you hadn't said that um no, no. i guess what what what's life like for you now going forward obviously we're now starting to come out of the pandemic mm. um you know, what's your plans for the future? Um, yeah, with everything that you're doing. So um, I can't wait for the theatres to open because mm. uh, I've got some shows to do. Um, Burn the Floor, we're going out. Um, actually, it hasn't been announced the dates yet, but Burn the Floor, we are going out soon. Um, back back <laughs> on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And, um, and Strictly Ballroom, the musical, obviously is going out from September 22. There's a couple of other projects that um, I'm not allowed to announce yet. They haven't been announced, but um, yeah, theatre stuff that I'm doing, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, so I'm doing a lot more singing and acting now. Cool. Um, I'm also writing um, a TV drama. Oh, wow. Based on my experiences in the competition world of ballroom dancing. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's the wheels are really starting to turn on that now. And, um, and I'm also writing a children's book as well about a young, surprisingly, a young lad who's a ballroom dancer, <laughs> a young lad who discovers ballroom dancing. <laughs> wow. 
That's amazing. That, that, you, you're yeah. way ahead with the writing than me. I made 2021 <laughs> the year that I'm going to write my book. Yeah, yeah. But the second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wish you, I wish you well with all of that, Kevin. I really, really do. I, I guess my final question is then, you know, what one question have I not asked you that you wished I had? Um, what one question? I think you, you've asked me all the good ones. <laughs> I hate but, I want to come with, with all the questions that no one else asked, but it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's good because we've talked about, you know, like, I don't often get to talk about sport and art in, in terms of dancing. And we've talked about, you know, identity and, and, and our habits and those kind of things. And I love that. I love all, yeah. all the mindset stuff. Um, the only thing you didn't ask me was what would you have been if you weren't a dancer? And the answer is a WWE wrestler. <laughs> More outfits. You just like outfits. <laughs> That's it. I just want to get tanned and put an outfit on at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so old. I remember watching wrestling, you know, like way back in the, the day before WWE. And it was yeah. proper big. Do you remember Big Daddy and all of that? Well, you probably I mean, don't because you're not old as well, me. Well, I've heard of Big Daddy, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I watched Big Daddy. That's how old right. I am. And that's what and we um, we only had like three channels on the TV then, and yeah, that's what we watched on a Saturday was the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't go off on a tangent about that because, as Stacy tells me every day, please stop talking about wrestling because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> I was just going to say she's obviously not falling in love with it, like you know, you no. love it, so I'm going to love it. Because no. what I what I tend to do is I compare everything to wrestling. It's like you know because because i've got i won't go off on a tangent about it because it'll be another three hours but, like, <laughs> but basically like to me strictly come dancing and pro wrestling are the same show you know in what we do and reality tv is born out of wrestling it's just that wrestling's ahead of the game you know in wrestling was where reality tv is now produced reality you know like oh sit down and have this argument at the yeah. table for the cameras you know like that that's you know wrestling's been doing that for decades it's it's the same thing it's the same idea um, and to me, the, the narratives and storytelling of pro wrestling is, is the Shakespeare of today. <laughs> <laughs> pro wrestling, Shakespeare. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that to come in this conversation. And we can literally be watching Cool Runnings and, and I'll start talking and she'll go, Kevin, please don't start comparing it to wrestling. I don't want to know. <laughs> I just want to watch them do the bobsled race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many times do you think you've watched Cool Runnings? Oh, loads of times. Me too. Yeah, Cool Runnings, Strictly Ballroom. I've probably watched more than any other film, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. I, I'm probably going to have to chop, chop, chop this uh, podcast up into three episodes. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, no, I'll probably just chuck it all out there. Um, yeah. Thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and, and just have this discussion around sports, scum thought, pro yeah. wrestling, <laughs> mindset, habits, and, and everything in between. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much. No, thanks for having me on. Really, really cool. You've been listening to The Real Life Sports Show. I hope you found some value in this free podcast. If you have, then tell someone else about it. And while you're at it, why not leave me a five-star review? Also, you can share it on your socials. You'll mostly find me on Instagram at Sam Adams Coach. Use the hashtag real life. 
You can also check me out at my website, sam-adams.com. If you're interested in my coaching or have any comments at all, then just drop me a DM via Instagram and I will get back to you. I look at all my messages and I reply to every single one of them.